There are so many who can relate to what Rachel and I are talking about in this episode. It's definitely the episode that's resulted in the most DMs on Instagram. So if you're ever feeling like an outsider because you're an introvert and you feel like it's hard to be a photographer or run your own business, this one's for you. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, a podcast all about business tips, inspiration and confidence building. I'm Ingrid Kolnes, the host of this podcast, and after over a decade as a photographer, I now help talented photographers run sustainable businesses. And for full transparency, you should know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I will probably mention some of those in this episode. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. I'd love to know more about you. Can you tell me a bit about who you are and how you got started? My name is Rachel Fugate, and I've been shooting weddings for 10 years now, um, but I've always considered myself an artist. You know, even when I was a little kid, I had toy cameras and art sets, and I love to paint and to draw. Um, my photography journey started when I was about 14 years old. That's when I started making my friends dress up, and we would do fashion shoots, and it just kind of evolved from there. I would take my friends out to fields or creeks and just make them model for me. I don't know if they enjoyed doing that, but it was fun for me. Um, then after I graduated high school, uh, one of my friends asked me to shoot their wedding and I had no idea what I was doing. I probably shouldn't have agreed to shoot their wedding. Um, then I studied photography in college, which was really cool because the university I attended was an all film based photography program. So I learned how to develop my own film and make my own prints in a dark room. And I'm so grateful that I have that experience. But I ultimately switched majors and graduated with a marketing degree because that seemed like a more useful degree. And I'm grateful for that as well. I'm grateful that my 21 year old self was wise enough to do that. Um, even though it was extremely hard to go from developing my own film and studying something I was really passionate about to like sitting in finance classes and being bored out of my mind. Um, and from there, I went full-time with photography after I graduated. Wow, that's really great. It sounds like you've had quite the artistic journey. Well, as you know, this podcast is all about sustainability, and I'd love to know what does sustainability look like to you? A sustainable business to me means that my business fits into my life and not the other way around. Um, I think when you're in the first few years of your business as a wedding photographer, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I booked, you know, 30 to 40 weddings this year. I must be successful. Like I've made it. Um, and if that works for you, that's great. But as an introvert, my energy is very important to me, which is why I spend so much of my time doing things that recharge me. Um, you know, I love weddings, but I do not want to spend most of my weekends shooting them. I want to spend my weekends with my husband and our dogs, taking trips, having a lazy day, going to the farmer's market, hanging out by the pool. And I want to charge prices that can support that. So 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm an introvert too. And just preserving my energy, it just matters so much. Uh, and even if you're not an introvert, you have to make sure that you spend your energy wisely and to make sure that you do the things that you want to and build your business in a way that it actually supports your life and the way you want to spend your time instead of just scrambling to to just stay afloat, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're not just a photographer. You also have a course for introvert photographers. Yeah, and um, it's currently not uh, open for registration. It was it was kind of a, a limited launch that I did last summer. Um, I don't know when the next time I'll launch it is, but um, I just noticed that there was a big gap in the education market and a lot of educators are catering. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say to extroverts, but a lot of the advice given out is very extroverted in nature. And um, actually the thing that kind of spurred this whole introvert course is I attended a really big workshop back in 2018 um, with some big name educators uh, who have recently been like quote unquote unquote canceled for like being bullies and homophobic and like they're terrible people but they were really popular for a few years and you know all of their alumni had these amazing success stories and I was like okay I'm, I'm gonna go for it and I went and uh there was one part of the day where they were talking about responding to emails um like inquiries uh so a couple inquires with you about shooting their wedding and they were like um you know, use Gen Z slang, uh, use a bunch of gifts in your emails. Um, and just all these things, uh, you know, the whole day they were preaching about getting on your Instagram stories and showing your face and, you know, doing all these things. And so I raised my hand and I was like, do you have any advice for introverts? Because like, this is great. I love this, that uh, I love that this works for you, but like, this isn't really my personality. And they said, and I quote, get a better personality. Sorry if that hurts your feelings, but it's the truth. That is shocking. (laughs) I know. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was awful. And I I was just so like shell-shocked that I I didn't have a response because I was just like, what? Did they really just say that to me? And so that could have gone two ways. I could have believed the lie that, okay, I'm broken. I just need to be extroverted in order to become successful. What I decided to do is I was like, you know what? (laughs) F them. I'm going to go create my own rules. And the next year I made six figures in spite of them, not because of that workshop, but in despite the advice they gave me, I was, yeah, (laughs) thank you. But yeah, that that's kind of the the whole the whole thing that inspired my introvert course is that mm-hmm. um, you know I, I did research after that workshop specifically for introvert photographer education and I could not find anything else and um, I kind of talked about it a lot on my Instagram stories and I got so many messages they were you know from a lot of other photographers they were like oh my gosh this is so true I'm so glad that you were speaking about this. Um, so I was like, you know what people, people need this and they need to hear this. And I want to help people be successful in their business as introverts 
and like authentically as themselves, not trying to be extroverted or somebody that they're not. So, yeah, I think a lot of photographers think that there's like a certain way you have to be to make it. I, I definitely thought so. I, um, my, my experience isn't as terrible as yours. Uh, Cause that is, that is <laughs> pretty uh, horrendous stuff. But um, I was at a wedding where um, there were several weddings at that venue going on at the same time. And in the elevator, I was in there with another photographer and he was like talking to everyone and asking them questions. And then later on, I saw him like being pretty much the center of um, attention when he was like directing people around and, and doing all this stuff. And then it kind of hit me that, ah, oh, I don't have to be like him. My <laughs> superpower, I'm not the invincible um, I'm like the invisible one, the one that's like hidden, uh, but still gets the good shots. I'm not the one that intervenes and tells people what to do. Uh, so that's how I came to, to find that my introversion could actually be a strength for the people who want that. If they want like someone who's like all over the place, then I'm not the person for them. And I think it's just really important to be aware of your role and to make sure that it fits your personality because you can't pretend to be someone you're not. Yeah. That mindset definitely changed how I viewed the way I work too, because um, I just remember somebody a few years ago, they were like, you know what? There are clients who need calm and quiet and quiet wedding photographers. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like I thought, I thought couples just wanted extroverted bubbly photographers who were going to hype them up. Mm -hmm. but that's, that's just not the way I work. It feels very uncomfortable. And somebody said that to me and I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it's a huge moment when you realize that, that you're allowed to just be yourself. And that's the best way because then you're getting the couples who want what you have to give them. Because as you say, not everyone wants that, um, yeah, overly bubbly person, um, that, can hype them up when they're actually a chill couple who just want to stay as they are. Yeah. All couples have all different personalities. I know personally, if I hired someone who was really bubbly and extroverted, I would be kind of turned off. Like I don't want somebody constantly just like, I, I don't know. It's hard to be who you are when you're dealing with someone who is kind of the opposite personality of you, you'd kind of feel like forced into a role that, that isn't really you. Yeah. Yeah. When you've been working and, and <laughs> kind of training to be a better photographer and getting to this realization that there is more than one way of being, you have, of course, had a really terrible experience, but have you had any good experiences? Is there any kind of resources that have helped you along the way to get you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say the number one thing um, is just investing in education in mentors and coaches. Um, just because in the beginning I did everything wrong, like I would second shoot for a photographer and then try to tag the couple on Facebook, like just all the wrong things. Um, and I didn't see the value of spending thousands of dollars of, on education. I was like, no, I can just do that on my own. I can figure it out. Um, but what I didn't realize was that 
by figuring out on my own, I was wasting so much time. Like when you invest into a mentor or into education, they help you like get years ahead rather than if you were to do it on your own. So yeah, I would say a hundred percent. I wasted too much time in the beginning, not investing into my education. Yeah. I did the same, like thinking that I can do it on my own. There's like, I can figure it out. And of course you can figure it out. Any kind of knowledge is really available to you, but you'll still spend so much time piecing it all together, figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And yeah, you can definitely get years ahead if you yeah. are willing to invest. And not only that, but you'll, you'll also hear from others who've done it before you. So you'll know what's possible because if, you, if you're if you used to charging low rates, for example, um, then it's hard to even see it's possible to, to have someone pay you a decent amount for what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But back to being an introvert uh, and how, what kind of characteristics does an introvert have versus an extrovert? Like, or even an ambivert, like what's, what is an introvert? So I don't like to put introverts in a box. So take this with a grain of salt, but (laughs) in general, um, introverts are highly sensitive they're keen observers they're creative they're intuitive they don't like surprises they love art and nature they have strong emotions um they dislike small talk but most importantly they gain energy through being alone and that's the main characteristic they share so for example i'm a textbook introvert um except for the fact that i love to dance at weddings like i will get all up in a dance circle And someone looking at me um, might think that I'm extroverted, but I leave that night and I need to recharge. So you'll find outgoing introverts, loud introverts, adventurous introverts, and introverts that love to dance in front of the crowd. Um, So I I don't like to put them in in a box. The main thing to keep in mind is that they gain energy by um, being alone. Yeah. Yeah, that is how my understanding has been as well that it's mainly the energy thing like what's what fuels you or what drains you really yeah 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 um and it's really interesting to see the differences between introverts and extroverts there's actually a lot of science that goes behind it um so so introverts generally have a more excitable amygdala which is the part of the brain that triggers fight or flight Um, so this means that introverts approach new things really cautiously and they think and feel deeply. Um, whereas extroverts are low reactive, which just means that they're usually unfazed by new things. Um, extroverts are also more likely to be highly reward sensitive where introverts are more likely to delay gratification. So we're actually like physiologically different from each other, which is really fascinating to me. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Does it impact like how you would communicate with an introvert or how an introvert would communicate with their couples? Because that's something that I've always found challenging sometimes when it's like, how do I kind of almost intervene with this couple as an introvert? Because I don't, at least for me, I kind of like my space. And then I would assume that others like that as well. So do you have any tips for an introvert photographer communicating with their couples, whether that's on email or 
if it's on the phone or actually during a shoot? Yeah. So let's see. So I'm a big believer that you don't have to follow the rules when it comes to running your business. Um, so like, I know most photographers do phone call consultations, but if you hate talking on the phone, like just don't do it. Um, <laughs> I cut out phone calls for, a co- and I know that sounds like so crazy, but I cut out phone calls for a couple of years. Um, and my business still thrived. Hi. So I promise this episode isn't over, but come on over to Instagram and say hi, and let me know what you want me to cover next on the podcast. You'll find me at Ingvild Kolnes. And I've recently actually added them back into my workflow because I found a way that feels good to me. So in that sense, if phone calls make you really uncomfortable, communicating with your clients can be really email heavy instead. Um, That's a lot easier for most introverts. And when I'm heading to an engagement session or a wedding, you know, I have just a list of questions in my head that gets them talking. Um, And there's also something to be said about your inner extrovert and, you know, quote unquote, your inner extrovert. I know all the introverts are cringing hearing that phrase, but, um, (laughs) but hear me out. Listen, I used to think that I was being fake by acting more extroverted, but, um, I had a light bulb, a light bulb moment when I was reading the book quiet by Susan Cain and I heard her take on it. And, uh, it basically just all boils down to the passion you have for what you do. She calls it self-negation versus self-monitoring. So self-negation is when you believe to your core that the route to success is to be the sort of person you are not, meaning that you're hiding who you really are because you believe that only extroverts can be successful. So therefore you have to erase your entire identity to be successful. Um, But then self-monitoring is more validating. So I actually cried when I read this quote from her book for the first time. She says, I'm doing this to advance work I care about deeply. And when the work is done, I'll settle back into my true self. I'll say that again so that it kind of sinks in because it just, I love it so much. So I'm doing this to advance work I care about deeply. And when the work is done, I'll settle back into my true self. So when I'm a little more talkative and in charge at a wedding, it no longer feels fake because I'm so passionate about what I do and I care about my clients so much. I know that I'm acting a little bit out of my comfort zone because it's required for the job. But when I get home later that night, I can take a bubble bath and not talk to anyone. I can settle back into my true self. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I I didn't, yeah, that's new to me, but um, I can definitely relate to it because I can also, when I'm working with couples, I can also be kind of find pieces of me that I didn't really know that I had in a way like something can kind of come out and I can take charge and I can uh, interact with couples in a way that I think is completely fine um but it does tire me so that's why I don't want to do too many shoots because it'll just be too much so yeah yeah Yeah. And there's actually, there's a theory called the rubber band theory, which just means that we, we have a set personality, but we can kind of stretch our personality to the edges of our comfort zone, or even a little bit outside of our comfort zone. That doesn't mean that we are becoming someone else. We're just stretching our personalities a little bit more. So I I think that's important to remember. And that, that mindset, after I read that quote, it completely changed the way I viewed 
how I behaved on wedding days because before I would try to be bubbly and, and extroverted and talkative, but it just, it felt so fake. But now that, now that I know that, you know, I have this, this inner extrovert that I can kind of stretch to, it feels so much more validating knowing that, okay, I'm, I'm stretching my personality a little bit to be a, a little bit more talkative and extroverted, but that's okay because it, it's required for what I do. Weddings are, are very social and I have to take charge a lot. Um, but I, I'm doing this because I care so deeply about the work that I do. And when I get home later that night, you know, I can sit in the bubble bath and watch TikToks until <laughs> three in the morning if I want. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Um, I think I'm the same there where I have that extroverted side that comes out, but then, yeah, it's mainly about the energy for me that it's just like okay it's enough now (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally introversion can probably also be a benefit I hope it can be a benefit Uh, please tell me again (laughs) yes oh my gosh there are so many benefits um introverts are great listeners we take time to process and understand new ideas we're very cautious and risk averse, which just means that extroverts die earlier than us. So that's a plus. <laughs> um, we think before we speak because we process thoughts internally, where extroverts are external processors, which is why they're often very talkative. Um, they're just they're saying things before they think because they're external process processors. They're they're processing it while they're speaking. Introverts are very observant, which comes in handy as a wedding photographer. Um, We generally, okay, look, I want to preface this. I don't want to throw our extroverted friends under the bus (laughs) because there's a story I want to tell. Um, We all fit together like a puzzle piece, but there are some, some qualities about extroverts that may come across as a little negative, but I promise that we love our extroverted friends. We generally have better ideas than extroverts, but that just because, <laughs> but listen, listen, it, it's because we, we take the time to really explore and think about them. Um, whereas extroverts generally, again, I don't like to put people in, into a box, um, but generally extroverts just kind of blurt out their ideas. Um, another interesting thing, and I think this is in Susan Cain's book called Quiet. Um, but she talks about how, you know, a lot of the big companies, uh, since extroverts, it's it's kind of like the phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So like, because extroverts are the ones speaking up in board meetings, um, they're the ones whose ideas just kind of get passed along up up the ladder. And, um, even though they're not the, the best ideas, a lot of the introverts have the best ideas, but they want to process it and explore it thoroughly before bringing it to someone. Um, and they often just don't speak up until they're ready. So when an introvert speaks, be sure to listen. (laughs) Um, anyway, um, so another example that I love in Susan Cain's book is that, you know, hundreds to thousands of years ago when humans were still exploring and settling, it was the extroverts going out, crossing the ocean, exploring a new land, but It was the introverts that stayed behind and grew the crops, built the houses, tended to the sick. So extroverts help us expand, but introverts help us thrive where we are. So we kind of, we, we all kind of fit together like a puzzle piece. Like neither one is better than the other. We all have strengths and weaknesses and we all just fit together. And I love that, 
that kind of analogy story that she gives. Mm, yeah, that's really cool. And if you are an introvert photographer, which which pieces should you really like play on? Like, what can you do to make it as an introverted photographer? I think your sensitivity is your strength. So like introverts are really intuitive. You can pick up on other people's emotions. Um, so I say use this to your advantage on wedding days. Know when to step back and allow a moment to unfold. Um, you know, it's okay to be quiet and calm and every silence doesn't need to be filled. Um, like we said earlier, there are clients out there that need someone exactly like you. They need the calm and quiet wedding photographer. I would also say just stop taking in so much from educators and lean into what works for you. Um, just because there's so many educators out there telling you to do things a certain way and then other educators telling you to do it the opposite way. When the truth is like, there is no one right way to run your business. So take what works and leave what doesn't, you know, yeah. you can pick and choose from different educators, but honestly, I would recommend that if this is something that you're exploring right now to just kind of cut out all the noise and figure out what works best for you. Yeah, that's really, really great advice. Did you, in your business, because how long have you been, how long have you been a photographer? Um, I think I'm in year 10 of weddings. Oh, really? Cool, me too. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So out of those 10 years, um, what do you feel has been like your biggest learning experience or your biggest failure? Oh gosh. Um, so there was a time maybe in like my second year of photographing, um, where I like, I, I shot some children's clothes for a seamstress. And when I sent the photos back to her, she sent me a really nasty email, like, along the lines of, actually not along the lines of, she directly said this. She said, you will never have a successful business. She's <gasps> like, the colors are all off. These are awful. Um, and I cried the whole day. Like that was my first experience with someone not being happy with their photos. Also, I just want to add, I did this for free for her. So yeah, like, of course, <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous. Um, yeah. So I cried the whole day. And then at the end of the day, I remember thinking, okay, this is going to be a defining moment for me. Like I can take what she said to heart and just give up, or I can, I can just keep going. And, you know, then that kind of happened again later at that workshop where they told me to get a better personality. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I, I feel like, I don't really know if those are necessarily failures, but um, I feel like just the biggest lesson that those situations have taught me is um as cliche as it sounds to just keep pushing never give up um don't let people's opinions of you stop you from doing what you want to do oh that's really good yeah I really like that it is important to keep going and someone is always gonna dislike you for whatever reason and someone's gonna like you you can't make everyone happy that's just not possible yeah that's so true yeah where do you get your motivation from? I, I think the people I work with, I just really love my clients. Um, I attract really, really kind people. Um, 
and they're, they're all for the most part, like just so laid back and fun and they care so much about the experience that they give their guests and their family at their wedding. Um, and I just, I love them so much. I, I, I know that's kind of cliche again, but like, I think the people. Yeah, that's, that's lovely. That's how it should be. Do you know what it is you do that attracts the kind of people that you want to work with? Yeah, I, I try to make my brand very elevated, but approachable. And, um, you know, I think one of my brand pillars is that um, my photos are unstuffy, you know, like I, I want to be approachable and kind. And I, I myself am a very just like laid back person. I'm an Enneagram nine. So I feel like I just kind of put out that energy and it comes back to me. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a really important point that you have to show up as yourself to be able mm -hmm. to get clients that you really get along with. Because if you're just going to try to do kind of what everyone else does, you're just going to get people who are, I don't know, all over the place. You're not going to be mm -hmm. special enough to get the people that you could actually be friends with, Absolutely. which it sounds like you do. Yeah. Yeah. And again, in my first, gosh, like four or five years of shooting weddings, again, that was when I was trying to be someone that I wasn't and the clients I was attracting. And I mean, of course, some of them were great and kind, but it was, like you said, just kind of a random assortment of personalities and, and weddings. And I think it was because I was just putting out a jumbled mess, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of adding your introversion to your brand and um, yeah. I'm sure that helps a lot as well because then you'll really get people that are your kind of people I know I even get some of my brides they they email me or message me on Instagram and or even at at their engagement session or their wedding they come up to me and they're like I so appreciate everything you talk about when it comes to being an introvert like that is so oh. um it's I had one bride who was like she said something like, I told all of my bridesmaids that you were an introvert. So you understood me. And I knew that you were going to take care of me on my wedding day because you talk about how, you know, being an introvert helps you so much on wedding days. I was like, mm. that's so sweet. Thank you. That's lovely. Oh, that's really, really nice. Stay with me while we take a quick break. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a mentor and my main offer is the sustainable photography program. Here's a mini ad for that. The Sustainable Photography Program is different than most courses because instead of focusing only on profit and getting more clients, because I know you're overworked enough as it is, it focuses on creating a lasting business. It's about getting the right amount of the right clients at the right price point. Go to ingvildkollnes.com sustainable to learn more and to sign up for the waitlist. Can we talk a little bit more about energy? Because I feel the energy is is like so central. I feel like, at least for me, I feel like that's where my biggest struggle is, is that I, I can kind of just run out. Like I want to do stuff and then it's like, okay, there's no more, there's no more left. Can you, yeah. can you touch on that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so every week, the activities that we engage in either drain us or fill us up. 
And the activities that drain us are called energy vampires. Um, and energy vampires can also be people, you know, those people who you hang around and they just like suck all the energy. Up. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so think, think of energy vampires as either things you do during the week that just suck all your energy or people that you hang around. Um, so once you're aware of what your energy vampires are, you can either get rid of them, outsource them or plan your days around them. So energy debt is when we have too many energy vampires each week. And, um, you know, energy debt can come from making too many decisions, too much social interaction, anything like that. And I will say sometimes it's okay to go into energy debt every once in a while. Obviously, you don't want to do that every week. But sometimes if you're working towards an important goal, we go into energy debt. Um, it's just about knowing how to recharge and structure your week around your energy debt or energy vampires. Um, so some things that you can do to help you recharge are create a morning routine that is the same every morning. Routines help us um, gain energy because we're not making decisions. Um, and leading into my next point, um, cut down the decisions you have to make every day because decisions create fatigue. Fatigue creates energy debt. Set boundaries with how often you'll be social or be around certain people. Take days off and plan ahead. So like if you know that you have a busy week coming up, um, plan little things throughout the day to recharge. Um, and then an exercise that I like to do is make a list um, with two columns. One column is labeled energy vampires. The other is energy givers. Think of all the things that you do each week and put them in one of the columns. They're, they either drain your energy or they recharge your energy. Um, and then when you're done with the list, see which one you have more of. So this is a good way to see if you're living in energy debt. And if you are living in energy debt, you can do some of those things I mentioned before um, to kind of recharge. Mm. So, Are there... Is it all individual or are there some commonalities, like some things that all an introverts get tired from, or does everyone just have to figure out their own, their own vampires and their own, uh, what did you call the energy givers? Energy givers. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, like I said, like, I don't like to put introverts in a box. So some introverts can be more social than other introverts. Um, I think it's something that you... Uh, we'll just want to figure out on your own. And a way that you can tap into your energy givers is to find like a like a core personal project to work on um, that can help you recharge your energy. Um, so like think of something that you really love to do as a kid that you haven't done. So like for me, um, that was roller skating at the roller rink. So like I bought oh, cool. a pair of roller skates uh, like a couple months ago. Um, and I used them once because I was afraid of breaking my arms before <laughs> all my weddings in June, but, um, I plan to do that again soon. Um, but that's a good, that's a good place to start. Think of things that you love to do as a kid and start doing them again, whether that's painting or drawing or going outside and like building. I don't, did you do this as a kid where you would, um, pick a bunch of like plants and leaves and branches and dirt and mud and put them all in a in a bowl and just like make potions 
<laughs> or am I crazy? I don't remember doing that. And <laughs> I remember playing with like sand and like bugs and stuff. I don't remember uh, making potions. It sounds like fun yeah. though. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but like it if if that brings you joy and like is fun to you, go do it. I mm-hmm. I am really leaning in this year to just like doing whatever my inner child wants to do. <laughs> cool. I like that. That sounds like fun. Yes. Yeah. We do enough serious stuff as it is. Yeah. Why do you think it's such a struggle for introverts? Uh, versus extroverts because I mean (laughs) I've never seen a course for extroverted photographers I don't see how extroverts (laughs) are struggling um not that not that there's anything wrong with being an extrovert but I feel like it's easier for me to understand how an extrovert works rather than the extrovert people I know they tend to kind of think that I'm boring (laughs) because I like to be at home (laughs) so it's like um why is that yeah that's a great question um so there's a term coined by again susan kane this is just the book that changed my life <laughs> shameless <laughs> plug for the book quiet by susan kane susan kane but um i'll be sure she, to mention it in the show notes yeah <laughs> um so there's a term coined by her called the extrovert ideal which basically just shines light on how the world is actually set up for extroverts. Um, As young as, you know, elementary school, we're expected to give presentations in front of the class and work on group projects. Uh, You know, when Mm -hmm. you go to church, the first thing the pastor tells you to do on a Sunday morning is to greet as many people as you can. At least that's what we do in the States. I don't know about in Norway, but um, no, I don't, I don't think we do that, but we do have to give presentations at school. And I was usually sick those times we had to do that. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> um, so yeah, here, here, especially in the South, um, you know, you go to church on Sunday morning and the pastor is like, turn to the person next to you and, and greet them, you know, greet as many people as you can in the next five minutes. And it's very nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, So like open concept offices are becoming more popular. Basically, extroversion is just seen as the standard and introverts are seen as quote unquote broken extroverts. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So like if if you want to do a little exercise, like what qualities come to mind when you think of a great leader? Probably they're a good speaker, they're charismatic, they're confident. But why is that? Why do we think leaders need to have extroverted qualities? Eleanor Roosevelt was a great leader. And guess what? She was an introvert. There's a quote by, I think, Gandhi that says, in a gentle way, you can shake the world. And that's given me permission to be who I am, um, just because there there are so many successful introvert leaders. um, And we just don't hear about them as much as the extroverted leaders, again, because that's kind of our, you know, the ideal extrovert, um, the ideal leader is charismatic. They're attractive. You know, we think of salespeople as, as extroverts because they're, they're really charismatic and and talkative and, and charming. Um, whereas most introverts don't really have those qualities. So I, I think that quote by Gandhi in a gentle way, you can shake the world just really opened up my, my mind to like, oh, I, I can be calm and quiet and I can still 
lead people and help people. And I, I don't have to be charismatic. I'm actually like really awkward and I'm not a great speaker, but <laughs> I can still change the world and help people. So mm. yeah, it's really interesting to see. Um, I don't know, just go in your day-to-day life and see how the world is set up for extroverts in like very subtle ways. Yeah. Uh, actually I've seen that all, all job listings that mention uh, a personality trait, yeah. they will have the word outgoing in them and there will be none for introversion or anything like that at all, mm-hmm. which is really strange because introverts are actually better salespeople than extroverts because introverts let the buyers talk because yeah. <laughs> they're, they're better listeners. Uh, so I think it's it's just it's set up like that without anyone really having a good explanation for why it's kind of just how it is being outgoing. Um, is like a, that's the best quality you can have. And yeah, <laughs> kind of being in your head and, and being quiet. That's like, that's bad. Yeah. There's also research that shows that being alone leads to better ideas. Um, of course you'll, you'll find research that says being in a group leads to better ideas. So take that with a grain of salt, but, um, there's a lot of research that, uh, shows that being alone, um, leads to a lot of great ideas for businesses and, um, yeah, just leads to a lot of good things that I think companies don't really think about. Mm, yeah. All, all they want is someone, you know, charismatic and charming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. But I hope that anyone listening will feel confident in their introversion now and know that they can do just as well being an introvert as an extrovert. Just it's all about yeah. embracing who they are and just using using it as a benefit. Because absolutely. there's and there are clients that want that. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say since embracing my introversion, um, like, I don't know, 60% of my reviews from couples say something along the lines of she was so calming or she was such a calming presence on my wedding day. Like, and, and that just means so much because before I really embraced my introversion, I would have never gotten a review like that, but Mm. my clients really appreciate my introversion. So I hope that's encouraging. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it is. And I just want to ask you, what's one thing you would recommend doing to build a sustainable business? I would recommend to start prioritizing fun. And I know that seems, maybe that's a little counterintuitive, um, but money flows when you're having fun. Uh, So what I do is I get a big desk calendar and I write out all the things that I want to do over the course of a year. So sometimes that's okay, I want to go to the farmer's market on this day. I want to take a weekend trip on this weekend. Um, and I, I bring my husband into it and we just, we write out a list of all the things we want to do that year. And then we put them on the calendar. Um, and we're not perfect at that. You know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, we were, we were going to go to Utah this weekend, but I got this amazing dream inquiry. Can I, <laughs> can I take it? And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like we're not perfect at it, but um, you know, I I would recommend starting there. If that feels too hard or scary, then just start taking off one day a week. Um, I take Fridays off and I call them my 
Rachel Day or, or Fun Friday. I don't know. I haven't I haven't settled on a name, but uh, I basically just like leave my house and I just go do whatever I'm feeling. Um, again, I am really big on just kind of letting my inner child do what she wants to do. So like whatever my inner child wants to do that day, we go do it. And I give her my wallet and I let her buy whatever she wants. <laughs> and it's amazing. It sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> I actually used to have an Ingvild day as well, where I did like just my own things, but um, I've kind of forgotten about it. I think I should bring it back. <laughs> yes, it's so fun. Highly recommend. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like a really good thing. Thank yeah. you so much. What if someone wants to learn more from you? What can they do? Yeah, so I have a free mini introvert course, I guess. I don't, I don't really know what to call it, but, um, you can sign up on my website. Uh, it's a, I think it's just called free introvert mini course and it's five lessons. I believe that get sent to your email, um, five days in a row. And it's, there's a lot of really good information in that. And I hope to, I, I have no plan on when I'm launching my introvert course next, but, um, probably sometime within the next I don't know, six months or so. I'm hoping. I don't know. Cool, <laughs> I need a break exciting. right now. Yeah, my, my energy needs to be recharged before I try to launch that again. So completely understandable. <laughs> I'll definitely be sure to link to your free course in the show notes, uh, as well as your Instagram, of course. Perfect. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. You just listened to an episode of Sustainable Photography. Please share this episode with a photographer you care about.